Hey everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly wrap up. And this week we're gonna talk more about the Roku versus YouTube dispute. We covered this a few months ago, but it's getting worse. In fact, so bad, the YouTube app is likely going to be leaving Roku completely. Let's get to it. So let's recap where we left off on this. Back in April, when this dispute kind of got out into the public, Roku removed the YouTube TV app from their platform. This is the YouTube subscription television service that gets you your local channels and some cable channels. It's very popular. People are using that as a cable alternative. And Roku customers were essentially locked out from this if they didn't have the app already downloaded. Now, in response, YouTube added the YouTube TV features to their mainline YouTube app, which is still available on Roku. But because the two companies are still at odds, when their contract expires on December 9th, YouTube itself may not be installable on Roku any longer. So if you have a Roku device and you have YouTube installed on it, it's fine. But if you're a new Roku user setting up for the first time, you may not have the YouTube app at all, and there likely will be no updates on the YouTube app after December 9th either. Roku says that this is not about money. They say that they don't earn a single dollar from YouTube's ad-supported video sharing service, whereas Google, YouTube's owner, makes hundreds of millions of dollars from the YouTube app being on Roku. What Roku says is the problem is about the conditions of how this relationship would continue. Now, Roku claims there are two primary factors here leading to this impasse. The first is that they say Google and YouTube want Roku user data. The other issue they say is that YouTube wants preferential treatment when somebody makes a search on a Roku device. So right now on Roku, you can hold up your remote, push the button, search for a show, and it shows you all the places you can watch that show. And Roku says that YouTube wants a special spot in that search result when somebody makes a search. And those are the two items that Roku says are driving all of this. Now, YouTube denies these claims. They denied them back in April. You can find this post on the YouTube official blog where YouTube says, to be clear, we have never, as they, Roku, have alleged, made any requests to access user data or interfere with search results. This claim, YouTube says, is baseless and false. But a recent CNBC story calls into question the honesty of Google's statement from April. Roku turned over an email to the CNBC reporter, and in that email, a Google executive writes to Roku and says in that email, quote, YouTube position, colon, a dedicated shelf for YouTube search results is a must. Now, we don't know if they want that shelf elevated above other services, but clearly they're looking to have something calling out YouTube search results when somebody's on Roku looking for something. Now, right now, if you go on Roku and ask it to search for something like a product review, you'll get nothing. So clearly they want some search positions here, and I'll tell you why I think it's important to YouTube in a second. But really what's at stake here is that Roku and YouTube are competitors in the advertising space. Now we think of Roku as a hardware company, which they are, but they make more money, far more money, off of their platform versus the hardware itself. Take a look at their most recent financial statement here. Uh, Their platform year-over-year growth 
was 117%, whereas their player revenue only grew by 1%. And just to give you an idea as to how lucrative this advertising business has become for Roku, they're earning about $36.46 per user per year on the Roku platform. Every time somebody turns on their streaming box or television, they're seeing advertising. They're seeing advertising on the Roku channel when they're watching something. And Roku is making big bucks here. And they're going directly for Google in this business. Also in this financial statement is some description of their OneView ad platform where they can take a ad that's on Roku and follow that user to their computer and their mobile phone. And they cite an example here from uh, Smartwool who said it was very effective because people were seeing this ad on their television and then on their computers. And this is exactly the business that Google and YouTube are in. So these two companies are no longer complementary to each other. They are competitors. And Roku has a significant share of the market when it comes to streaming devices here in the United States. So I think this is really what is driving this dispute. And unfortunately, in this instance, the collateral damage is going to be us independent creators. And the reason why I think will be collateral damage here is very simple. Roku, again, is a market-leading streaming platform, and the YouTube app may not be available on it for much longer. And that means every new Roku user is not going to be watching YouTube. And they do sell a lot of those Roku streaming boxes and televisions over the course of the year. So I'm hoping they can work this out. Now, if we take a look at my own stats for my channel, you can see just how important search can be for a creator, but also, I think, for YouTube itself. So this is my traffic sources report for this year. And about 33% of my traffic came from people doing searches on YouTube. An additional 16.4% came from what they call external sources. And a bulk of those are Google searches. So about 47% of my traffic comes from people doing a search, likely on a mobile phone or a web browser. And if we dive into how they're watching, check this out. TV is only about 11.8% of my overall viewership, but it accounts for 22% of the watch time. People clearly watch YouTube longer on a TV than they do on other devices. And watch time and attention are the currency of this modern media economy. And because YouTube is so centered around content discovery, they need to bring over a lot of the things that make it easy to discover content on mobile and web browsers to televisions. And unfortunately, on a TV, there really isn't a web browser. You've got to go through somebody's platform to get into a search. So, for example, if I'm on my iPhone here and do a search for the Amazon Fire TV Stick 4K, I get myself a great search result with chapter markers and everything, and I can jump right into the video. Now, remember, that last search we did was on a mobile phone browser using Google. If I go over to my Roku device and try to search for that same product review, through the Roku search that's built into the operating system, I don't get anything because Roku is not indexing YouTube for its search engine. So I can find Star Trek and other commercial content, but I don't get independent content. And I suspect this is what YouTube is asking for. And I guess it's the nature of what is being asked for and how the data is presented to the user is what is being disputed here. Now, if we look at how it works on the Amazon Fire TV platform, 
this might be part of what's going on here. So on Amazon, if I search for the 4K Max review that you can see up top there, I don't get anything from YouTube right away. I've got the Amazing Spider-Man for some reason, and then you can see it's finding HBO Max. And if I go over to YouTube though, I can do a search inside the app. So when I click on the YouTube icon here, after doing a search on Fire TV, it's actually going to drop me off into the YouTube app, but not at the home screen. It's going to have the app actually conduct the search. And I'm gonna speculate here, but I wonder if when Amazon and YouTube were sitting down to negotiate bringing the app over, if that was what YouTube agreed to for them, but they're asking Roku to do something different. And I bet you that's what's at stake here. I think that maybe Roku said, hey, let us do what Amazon does and have the app just take the search data and do it inside of your app. And I think YouTube wants more front and center placement on Roku versus what happened with Amazon. So we'll never know, but I think that might be what's going on here. Now, I did want to show you, though, what happens on Android. So let's switch over to a recording I did earlier. Now, if I conduct that same search here, Fire TV Stick 4K Max Review, right in the operating system, I'm getting dropped off with YouTube results right away. And ideally, that's how I would like all of these search engines to work, which is to put my YouTube content, along with all of my other fellow creators, front and center when a search is made on the first shot, because that's how it works on a web browser. And I think that's best for users to find all of these different points of view for a product like this baked right into the operating system. So right now, search works best, for YouTubers at least, on the Android TV platform versus any of the others currently out there. So the clock is ticking here, and I'm hoping Roku and YouTube can find some way to get to a good outcome, but it does not look like they've moved much since this dispute got into the public back in April. So I have very low expectations for how this may end up. The likely scenario here is that YouTube will not be on the Roku platform for much longer, and that's a real loss for consumers. Every time these big companies duke it out, consumers lose, they get less choice. And in this case, there's also an industry of independent content creators that also loses out. So my ask to Roku is that if you do indeed drop YouTube, give us an opportunity to upload our content to your platform so that we can reach these consumers that you're shutting out from a very large uh, collection of independent media. So more to come on this. Hopefully you'll be able to get the updates on your Roku device. If not, pick up your mobile phone and do a Google search. Now this week's wrap up is being brought to you as always by all of you. I want to first thank Chanflay98 for a super chat contribution we did on one of our live streams the other day. And we also have a new supporter on the channel who signed up via the YouTube membership program. That person is Connie Cantrell. I want to thank everyone who contributed this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis and all of you who watch on a regular basis too because all of those things equal channel growth. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support to make a monthly or a one-time contribution. We also support the YouTube membership program with that join button down there, as well as Floatplane and Patreon. We've got other channels you can follow me on, including my extras channel. My podcast feed has an audio version of this show. And then, of course, we've got my Amazon page at lon.tv slash Amazon shop, where you can watch most of my product reviews ad-free. And we do live streams over there, too. 
You can engage with the channel through our very infrequent email list at lon.tv email. We've got a Facebook group, a Discord, and then we've got my store where I sell previously used items that we reviewed here on the channel. Most of these things I bought to review and I'm now getting rid of. Uh, so we got rid of that little jelly phone over the weekend, the little tiny smartphone. And I've got an iPad up there right now, the new ninth generation one with a keyboard. So definitely check it out. If you want to be notified every time I update the store, you can go to lon.tv slash store alert and get an email delivered to you every time I add something. So that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap up. I would love to hear from all of you, especially Roku users, about this whole big dispute and what it means for you. So let me know down in the comment stream, and I am sure we'll be coming back to this topic in the very near future. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters Hot Sauce and Video Games, Brian Parker, Chris Allegretta, Tom Albrecht, Thomas Anfang, Jim Tannis, and Handheld Obsession. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.